0: The Black and White Network proudly presents Moms Across America, a new program where women can speak their minds openly and freely without fear of reprisals. Moms Across America is about the issues of the day confronting America from the mom's point of view. And now, here are the moms. This
1: is Kathleen Fitzgerald with my co-host, Vicki Tonkins, Moms across America, thank you for joining us. So we've got good news. Down in San Francisco, a liberal Democratic-run city, the voters have successfully ousted out three other school board members. So I just want to talk about that first. And then we're going to get down to a few details about the truckers, the Canadian Trucker Freedom Rally down or up there. So anyway, hi Vicki. Um, How are you doing today? Doing pretty good Kathleen. How are you? Oh, uh, you know, I'm doing good. There's some stress, but you know, as moms, we learn how to deal with that. And uh, I do have a very simple little suggestion, just kind of on a a more uh, therapeutic note that um, you can take NAC, which is uh, a very good supplement. And if you're pregnant, NAC, N-A-C is uh, really good for you too. So that's just a little health tip for everybody out there. (laughs) Check it out and Google it. So anyway, um, as far as the school board is going on. So what I found out was that the um, Neighbors for a Better San Francisco, uh, they have been collecting uh, millions of dollars and they are part of what has funded this recall. And um, I'm pretty excited because they are generating a lot of money. We've got some people out there that are being very, very generous, such as a 95 year old, you know, billionaire um, Arthur Rock and PayPal, COO of David Sachs, uh, big donors uh, donating to this, this pro-school campaign. And uh, it looks like it was very successful because the poll, um, well, the, the election results, a special election, um, the coalition of voters, the parents, um 79% of the voters were like, you're done. For Allison Collins, Gabriel uh Lopez, 75%, and Fuga Maliga. Sorry, not pronouncing that name right, 73%. And uh so that's a big push. Endorsed by the um the, the mayor. She um let's see, what was her name? Um Anyway, she's got a great statement out endorsing um, uh, the election. So looks like they're gonna be, um, what was her name? I wanted to say her name. Well, while you're um, looking at
2: that, I have a big question because I think this is the most important question concerning this. Why did this happen? Why why did this this special election come about, uh, Kathleen, for them to remove these three individuals? What, what was the catalyst to all this?
1: That's a good question because I've just now heard about it this morning. Um, you know, I get emails from friends. Um, Patriot Prayer Joy Gibson sent me an email this morning about it, and I was looking it up and then it's a kind of a hot topic. We got notified through the uh, our producer as well. Um, you know, it looks like, okay, the, the mayor is a, the London breed is her name. And uh, she put out a statement on February 15th that said the voters of the city have delivered a clear message and it goes on. So everybody should look at that. This is great news. It looks like the voters have finally had enough with the, uh, the tyranny, the mandates that are, that are being pushed on our children and the safety of our children, knowing how damaging masks can be. This is an experimental injection that is not approved by the FDA. Meanwhile, big pharma and big tech are hammering us down with uh, a lot of different um, apparatuses, uh, infrastructure to collect data. I mean, it goes on and on. I think parents are finally realizing we've got to put a stop to it somehow. Where can we go? How can we do this legally and have it binding? And so they called a special election. And um, it was endorsed by a Republican uh, billionaire. Um, Actually, it's like a double thing. So the Neighbors for a Better San Francisco, they're they're packed and they're getting lots of donations. And this is now moving to a recall for the DA uh, Chesa Chesa Bowden. And so they they wanna get rid of the, the district attorney. And so that's now where it's moving to but a large part of the money went to trying to recall and get these board members out because i had no idea really i'm not that political haven't been all my life but i'm realizing the importance of getting elected on your local uh, board committees and uh, like the, the county commissioners and the school board member, the school board members are, are vitally important to your children's health and safety. Yes. Yes. And I, and, and I find this curious, I was trying to get a
2: plug in from Moms Across America when I asked you that question. So it was a little, little bias there a little bit, but yeah. I think, I think, you know, just what we've been talking about since we started the show, Kathleen, is that whole idea of peacefully protesting, the whole idea of saying, No, we're not going to take this anymore, and parents actually standing up and saying, Okay, you've got to go. Because you are not, you are not teaching our children reading, writing, and arithmetic. You're trying to teach them all these social things that need to come from the home. You're trying to tell them that this, they're this, that, or the other thing outside of their biological creation. You're trying to um Make certain uh, children feel guilty about the color of their skin and others feel empowered by the color of their skin. You're so many things that are coming down from the schools that the schools have no business even being a part of. I got to tell you, since public education started, the whole goal has been to indoctrinate our children to make them into uh, socialist um, demagogues, I guess you could say pushing an agenda that is totally against the average family in America. And parents are starting to say, enough, no more. We've talked about this for a very long time on the show. We've talked about how parents are making these changes, how they're running for school board, how they're now getting rid of school board members. Even here locally where I live, they're in the process of getting rid of a superintendent on a school board. And so when when I started seeing all these people running for school board, I started researching and seeing what can school board members actually do? And you would be amazed. In our area, school board members get to decide if they even want to be a part of an election process, whether that's dominion or whatever the process may be. They get to make that decision. People laughed at me when I told them that until they read what I read and they realize there is a lot of power on the school board because most school board members are parents and that's where the power should be. And so I just wanna keep encouraging you moms, get involved in your school system, get involved on those school boards. Like Kathleen was saying, that's where you need to get engaged. All politics start at the local level. And if we don't stand up for our children, who, who
1: are going to stand up our children? Who will it be, Kathleen? Who, if not us? Well, that's the message that Barbara from Harlem was giving everyone uh, when she was on the show. And uh, wow, that was a show. <laughs> wow, that she, her strong message was, you know, stay involved, just like you said. And now just to add this, uh, our next guest next week is going to be Donna um, Donna Jackson. And, uh, that's going to be a, a good, a good guest to have on pretty excited about that. So she's going to be, uh, pretty powerful. I, I just know it. So, you know, Moms Across America, we, me and Vicky, we are really interested in you know, preserving the truth in the constitution here. And we're always advocating for peaceful noncompliance. So, um, you know, we've got like the last show, we've talked about kids on the streets, trying to, you know, protest against the mandates. I mean, I found out too, this is on a slightly upper level note, is that the superintendent can make a lot of decisions whether or not there's mask mandates. And yeah. can you enlighten us a little bit, Vicki, on the superintendent's powers um, and how they how the superintendent reacts with interacts with the, the school board members? Well, the superintendent is hired by the school board.
2: So the superintendent is kind of like, I guess, like the president of the company. We'll put it in those terms that president gets to go out and makes decisions for the company. However, that superintendent, that president is supposed to come back to that board and say, here are my findings. Here here are my suggestions. They're not supposed to unilaterally make decisions without that school board. And here's why. The superintendent is hired by the school board. The school board is elected by the people. The power has to stay within the people. And that's what I'm always emphasizing. The power is in we, the people. We don't, we should not allow people who are in a political position, which a superintendent basically is because you're running for that position to the school board. But the school board is elected by a larger group of people who parents, teachers, people who have more of an investment because most of these superintendents come from other states. They don't know anything about your state. They just have a background that may match with your state. So the superintendent is not supposed to unilaterally make these decisions. Now, of course, they're going to make decisions based on budgets. They're going to make decisions based on the income per pupil type of thing. But at the end of the day, it always has to go back to that school board. And if it is not, you can get rid of that superintendent.
1: Well, thanks for answering that question. Okay, so how much time do we have? Uh, we
2: have a couple minutes.
1: Mm, okay, so we should just. Uh, do you want to switch over and start talking about the uh, Canon Canadian Truckers? Well, let me
2: uh, let me let me go back to that a, a, again a minute about uh, school boards and superintendents and the makeup of these. I think for the longest time, parents have been told. We know what's best for your child. We know what we're doing. We're educators. You're just a mom or dad. Doesn't matter what your degree is in or whatever. We know what we're doing as educators. So you just sit over there and let us take care of your educational piece. And that may have gone well for a period of time. But like I've said, like we have said, like we have talked about on the show, parents have had it. Parents are the ones who have to work and provide for that child. And when you have a group of people who really do not know your child, they don't live with that child. They don't know the needs of that child. When that person begins to try to tell you and dictate to you how to raise your child socially, what is acceptable in your home, that's why you're seeing these parents rise up and say, no more. We'll just fire you. We hired you, we will fire you. And that's what is happening. So we're almost at the end of our time on this segment. And so we will be right back after a few commercial breaks and we'll see you on the other side.
0: Hello, this is Dan Perkins, co-host of Black and White Network, here to tell you about my latest book, Sad Eyes. This is a story of Mary Margaret Murphy, our red-haired, green-eyed, gorgeous Irish lass born in Waterloo, Iowa, in 1916. Incredibly capable and talented woman who wants to make the world a better place. She knew at a very early age she didn't want to live in Waterloo, but she knew what she wanted to do and she wanted to be a nurse. She did her homework and found the best place to learn to be a nurse was in Chicago, Illinois. Side Eyes is her adventure, growing and maturing in the face of adversity to become a very powerful voice in the American military during World War II. But it's also about her personal life and finding the love of her life for a fleeting moment. Sad Eyes is available at HollisMedia.net, Amazon.com, and Barnes & Noble, and through your local bookstore. Enjoy the read.
2: Hello and welcome back to Moms Across America. I am Vicki Tonkins, here with my co-host Kathleen Fitzgerald, and we're going to talk about what's going on in Canada. Oh my goodness, we have a few fired up people up there. Um, wanting to see some changes in some of the decisions that have been um, done by their Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau. And the sad part about politicians, on many occasions, they double down. Well, I think this double down may be a big problem for Justin Trudeau. But we'll see. We're going to keep an eye on it. But uh, Kathleen, what you see happening in Canada?
1: Well... um... Justin Trudeau announced that it's gonna they're gonna exercise the emergency use powers. Um and so that makes it so the federal government can come in and you they can announce these peaceful protests illegal, basically. They are calling the truckers the Canadian Freedom Rally of peaceful protests, domestic terrorists. And we have do have word that, that the US is gonna be sending in some water cannons. And my question is always. I never saw a water cannon being used against BLM one time. <laughs> it wouldn't have been a success, would have put out the fires, plus washed them right out of their shoes, just like Sheriff Songer of Clicktack County says. Y'all come over in my county, I just wash you right out of your shoes with the fire <laughs> trucks, right? But so they're trying to paint, the Canadian government is trying to paint uh, a clear pr- picture and send a message to the world, and especially U.S., that as uh, the, the prime Minis- finance minister and the deputy prime minister, Christia Freeland, consider yourselves warned. And then she got a real giddy look on her face and was real happy with herself to talk about the police chief resigning, uh, stepping down, um, and also the new resources and, and structure that they've got put in place now. And I did find out that the police chief did help put all that in place and he lost control of his officers. They started to join the truckers. And so, <laughs> yeah. yeah, they stopped following him. And you you know who they replaced. See, I hadn't had that yet, but you had the updated person. They got to get a new chief of police in there. Um, I do have some more insights, but why don't you, Go ahead and take it from there.
2: Yeah, I was looking at uh,
1: the audit. This is in Ottawa. The chief police uh, announced he was stepping down on
2: Tuesday because of the criticism that he was getting. And uh, his name is Peter, how did we say that? Slowly, S-L-O-L-Y. He he stepped down uh, because of some of the things that you were saying there, Kathleen. Uh, They were saying that he had failed to move decisively against the bumper-to-bumper demonstration by hundreds of truck drivers. I don't know what decisively he could have done. I mean, we're talking hundreds of trucks. What are you going to do with a few police cars? Okay, anyway. So um, I I find it interesting when you read some of these articles, you can always tell their bias. Because this this article says the protests by the so-called Freedom Convoy what does that even mean? So you're telling me that people who actually are standing up for their freedom, they're not burning down buildings. They're not destroying property. They're just taking a stand and saying enough. We're tired of the mandates. We're tired of the of the mask. We're tired of all this stuff you're to, that you're telling us to do. But yet we are so-called freedom convoy. I find that interesting that every time the left does not agree with people standing up for their right. They start the name calling. Like, I think they've been called Nazis now. Mm-hmm. Okay, Yeah, I understand right. what you're talking about. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so he resigned and then they have a new guy who is an interim uh, police chief, Steve Bell. And he believes authorities have reached a turning point. I believe we now have the resources and par- partners to be, to put a safe in, get this, this is what he called it, to this occupation. An occupation is when something comes, someone comes from a foreign land or another land and occupies your space. These are Canadians. Why in the world would you call your people occupationists? They're just wanting to stand up and get their freedom back, get their lives back. A lot of these people, they're already um, have taken the shot. They've taken the boosters and they're like, enough. We want to work. We want to get back to our lives as usual. But instead of saying, oh, these are our people, these are our citizens. They're said to be occup- their occupationists. I mean, come on. We got to stop. That's it. true.
1: It's true. They called it a siege.
2: a siege in their own country
1: yeah well that would be like okay we don't agree with what the government's doing and and we the people are supposed to be telling them what we want them to do they're supposed to govern for us on our behalf but that seems to have gotten hijacked (laughs) but yeah calling it a siege and um you know what are the truckers really what's the message and i think this is a big message and i want to get it out that they're protesting peacefully and there has been i haven't heard of any violence mm-hmm. um the vaccine passport and this is very important everyone because what they are telling the truckers they have to do every time they go into canada You have to have an app downloaded on your phone, which is contact tracing, mandatory compulsory contact tracing. And then they will scan this app and then they will see where your vaccine status is. And if you do not agree, say you've gotten one and you got sick and you don't get any exemptions, they just want you to keep getting them and those boosters. You decide down the line you don't want any more because maybe you researched, maybe you have new information, or maybe you just knew from the beginning and do not want to comply with the tyranny, medical tyranny, then they will decline you to pass over the Canadian border. You'll have to turn around, go to a US facility and get a PCR test, wait the allotted amount of time to get that, and then try to get back across the border before it expires, I'm, I'm assuming, uh, and then you might be able to pass. Now, that's to get goods and services that we have agreed upon between each country uh, as an agreement. And we've this is, you know, goods and trades. So really, I mean, come on, you know, so that's, and then vaccine mandates, more vaccine mandates. So this is what is coming to the U.S., we have to peacefully decline at all levels. The pass, the vaccine passport, the COVID-19 passport, the contact tracing, because it's going to go and is starting to go to a new level, which is biosurveillance. And we'll do some more on that. But this is serious what these truckers are trying to do. And right now, what they've done is they've, Called the emergency use. They've gotten the federal government involved. Now they can declare these peaceful protests. Imagine us out there, and they get water cannons. They get the uh, national guard against us. They get the the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. Now is going to be, you know, in with a, a help from the new, you know, structured uh, Ottawa police force. Meanwhile, in Canada, in Ontario. The same day, on that Monday, that Trudeau was introducing the Emergency Powers Act, evoking that, going into a higher level of governmental tyranny against the Canadian people, you know, at that same moment, the the, uh, the prime minister, what is he called? Anyway, uh, in, in Ontario, announced it's mr ford i think it's his last name mm-hmm. he announced that all vaccine passports to get into businesses and gyms and all these things are going to be dropped he seemed to have a moment of awakening and there's a great some great coverage on that um the chowder outer show that 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 guy on there so anyway I have more, but what do you think about all that? (laughs) Well, I think it's interesting, you know,
2: that uh, the prime minister, Justin Trudeau, would evoke the emergency act and do some research on this this family because uh, a lot of people, I didn't realize that um, Justin Trudeau's father, Pierre Trudeau, was prime minister back in 1970. And guess what he did? He invoked the war (laughs) measures act which is similar to what his son is doing here in the emergency act. The only difference is that uh, when uh, Trudeau Sr. did this, uh, the older Trudeau, when he he actually brought the military to the streets during the October crisis, but it was after a series of terrorist attacks. So Trudeau is trying to say these people are Nazis, they're invaders, they're occupiers, they're all of this and this kind of like a terrorist. So he's doing similar to what his dad did, except at this point, he's saying he's not gonna be bringing in the military. They're they're trying to keep everyone's freedoms intact, but you're telling them they cannot freely protest. So here's the thing. I don't know what the constitution of Canada is. I only know what the constitution of America is and what it says that we have the freedom to assemble. Maybe it's similar to a Canada, I haven't studied that far out into Canada, but I can tell you this, when people cannot peacefully protest and it requires you to put in emergency acts so you can seize their property, so you can you will not allow them to get fuel for their vehicles, when you will not allow them to do the daily things that they have to do as a citizen and you call that allowing them to keep their freedoms? Well, I don't know about you, but there's something wrong with that because that sure doesn't sound like freedom to me. So uh, I I just think it's interesting that you see these families like the Trudeaus, like the Clintons, like the Bushes, like um, uh, I'm not even gonna name some of the, the ones that we have here locally. But you have these people who want to start these dynasties and you see that all the political actions are all the same. They make the same reckless decisions. And they call themselves leaders. Who are you leading? You may be in that position by an election, but I got to tell you, leading means you have people following you. Well, obviously, the people of Canada are not following Trudeau anymore and want him gone. And he does the opposite of what the people are asking, and he doubles down on them. All I can say is this Canada, you double down. You double down, and you keep doing what you're doing. You keep putting pressure on the people you hired, and do what you have to do to protect yourself and your family. We have about 30 seconds, Kathleen.
1: Just want to thank everybody for joining Moms Across America. We're trying hard to study and research in-depth the articles and issues of the day and, and some, you know, past experiences and, and history to bring you more detailed uh, information on the, the topics that we're trying to discuss here. I want to thank you so much. God bless you. And uh, and remember, Vicki. Moms Across America, you are America. We'll see you next time.
2: Bye-bye.